Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this is episode 100 of the podcast. So I can't quite believe that we've got to 100 episodes. It's amazing. It's really exciting and it's such a great milestone for myself and the team at Content 10X. So if you've been listening to us since the start, then thank you so much for all of your support. Maybe this is the first ever episode that you've listened to. In that case, you've got 99 other episodes to listen to of the podcast and wherever you are in your listening journey again just thank you for listening I know there are lots of other things competing for your attention so really do appreciate it now in terms of deciding what to do on this super special episode I have been thinking it through and thought about how it'd be wonderful to share just lots of tips and advice and lessons learned when reflecting on the journey that we've gone on in bringing out 100 podcast episodes and all of the repurposing and all the creative and publishing work that has gone into the work that we do for each podcast episode. And when I say we, I've really involved my team at Content X in this episode. So although I am the voice of the podcast and the kind of the, the face and personal brand of the business of Content X, we are a creative agency and we specialize in repurposing content for our clients. And it's therefore not just me. So I have a wonderful team that work with me every day of content managers, publishers, copywriters, graphic designers, video and audio editors, and we all work tirelessly to serve our clients and provide a wonderful service to them for their content repurposing. And we have wonderful clients like Jay Bear of Convince and Convert, Natalie Ekdahl, the Biz Chicks podcast. We work with Mike Morrison of the Membership Guys and Chris Ducker, Youpreneur, Phil Spencer and the Move IQ team. And that's just to name a few of our wonderful clients that we work with all the time, as well as all the other work that we do in terms of creating our new toolkit, new products and new services. So it wouldn't be where I am today and we wouldn't have done a hundred podcast episodes for sure if it wasn't for the team. So in preparation for this episode, myself and the team have literally just come out of a meeting now where we just really reflected on the past hundred episodes, what we have been doing, what we've done differently, what has and what hasn't worked. So let me share it with you now and I'm going to break it down into a few different areas. And I also just want to highlight that if you don't have a podcast, then that doesn't mean that this episode isn't for you because many of the lessons learned that I'm about to share from the 100 podcast episodes, it's relevant to all forms of content, really. It's just a reflection on how we have been creating and repurposing our content. So please do listen in, even if your focus is more on other forms of content. It's still a really valuable set of lessons to go through. So starting with the creative side of all of the content that we are producing and creating for our podcast, spoke to Jay, who has been literally with me since day one of the podcast and actually before that. And we reflected with the rest of the creative team on what we have done and what has worked. So firstly, for 100 episodes, may be interesting to note that we've not really done any major rebrands as such. We have changed things up a little bit in terms of the way that we create our graphics, um, but 
really we've we created a very strong brand from the start and a very strong aesthetic in terms of how we wanted things to look and so we've only really made subtle changes even over 100 episodes no major rebrand something that we did change though on one of the platforms is we went for much um, more standout and bolder youtube thumbnails so we really like to study and see what's working on youtube with regards to YouTube thumbnails to help make them stand out. Another thing that we changed up, we used to create quite a few different quote graphics for the podcast. So where we took out a great either quote, if it was a guest that was on the show, it always seems a good idea to share something really great, maybe something profound that a guest has shared. If it was a solo show, I don't always think it's great to share a quote of myself. So in that case, we picked out a point that was made or a super special tip, something like that on the podcast. But what what we did differently in the last uh, maybe 30 episodes or so is we started to replace quotes with a question. So in acknowledgement that social media is so much more about engagement and getting conversations going, we started to share questions we'd still create a engaging um like visually engaging graphic but it wouldn't have a quote or a point it would have a question on so that's something that we started to do differently and we've been mixing that up and trying that on different platforms as well something else so audiograms so when we first started out we used to create um, man, many different audiograms for all of the different social media platforms and we still do we still create audiograms I still think it's a good idea to take really good sound bites from podcast episodes and share them on social media but we have reduced them a little bit and actually started to replace the video content from an audiogram with actual video content of me on camera. So this is something that I committed to probably around about the maybe halfway point, maybe around the 50th episode or a little bit earlier, where I realized that I wasn't on camera enough creating video content and the audiograms are great for sharing that snippet of audio from a podcast but they don't fully address kind of the the val the full value of the podcast in terms of the who the what the why etc so i started to do one less audiogram and replace that with me on camera um, just less than a minute so it can still go onto Instagram and the other social media platforms. Very easy to watch, but where I'm explaining what the episode is about, the value that you would get from listening to the episode um, and so on, if it's a guest, who the guest is and just why, why would it be a good idea to listen to that podcast episode? So we call this a video trailer and we share it on social and we also put it into the blog post. So that's something different as well. We introduce video content into our blog posts by putting this video trailer at the top of the blog post. So people who are more inclined to hit play on a video than read a full post um, or just immediately jump into listening to a podcast episode without really knowing what's in it for them. They can hit play on the video in the post to find out a bit more. So that's something that we've done differently. And I think it works really well. And people have got in touch with me to say that they've listened to the podcast based off watching that short video. Something else that we introduced 
to our videos as well, talking about videos is progress bars. So we realized that this is something that many people do where they put a progress bar onto the video just so that you can visually see how far you are into the video and how much is left. And we find that when you add those progress bars, certainly on some social media platforms like Instagram, it can really help people to decide whether they are going to listen because they realize it's not the longest commitment ever. And of course, on a platform like Instagram, the commitment on a video would only be one minute anyway. But we still find that adding the progress bar really can help people stay engaged and stay watching watching the video. So that's something different we've been playing around with and we've been seeing positive results for us and our clients with adding progress bars to videos. And then more so as well from a creative perspective as we reflected on things that we've changed and done differently, we talked about how we've evolved our lead magnets to be a bit more um, interactive and more useful, I guess, in an online capacity for people who download them. It used to be that we would provide downloadable PDFs. Um, we still do do that and we've created plenty of different lead magnets um, that are super useful, but we make sure that if there's anything to be filled in, that it's not for download and print anymore, but that we make them fully editable so that people can edit the PDF. It may sound something not that big a deal and, and something that many people might do anyway, but you know, when we first started out, we used to provide the PDFs for people to print out and fill in. And we found that we've had much better feedback and response when we make them completely editable. So you do not need to download and print. You can download and then complete them and save them. So just more fully digital lead magnets have been a change we've made for the better. And finally, as we reflected on things that we haven't changed, as I mentioned, no major rebrands as such. We've always been happy with our branding and stuck with that. Um, another thing that hasn't changed is we find that whilst many things do change Gifts always seem to be really popular and people love a gift. So we've still continued to share gifts in our blog posts as a team as well, just behind the scenes. We share gifts all the time when we talk to each other in Slack. So that's a steady eddy. Gifts, people love gifts. So let's look at things that we have done and changed and what has worked and what has not worked in the world of our content planning and publishing. So I spoke to my head of content and operations, Frankie, and the rest of her team, and we went through what have we done differently, what's worked. So firstly, we've gone for more of a focus on Instagram stories in the, as time has gone on from episode one all the way through to episode 100, we started to repurpose more content into stories. But what we started to do was make sure that we used a lot of the features to engage people on Instagram stories as well. So the polls and the questions and the rating sliders, we've moved a lot more towards stories content. And we've also started to make sure that we make the most of the highlights section of stories as well. So where we share things like our client testimonials, we'll have a highlights folder of testimonials, podcast clips, we'll have a highlights folder of podcast clips. And we've just been getting very good at making sure that we know when our stories content should just be there for 24 hours and go and where we want more longevity and therefore we'll save them as highlights. 
The other social media platform that we've seen lots of great engagement on, and I don't think this will come as a big surprise when I say this, but it's LinkedIn. So uh, as the 100 episodes have rolled on and we've been putting different content and testing out on different platforms, certainly through that period of time, we've seen LinkedIn kind of rise to the top in terms of engagement levels. And so this is when I'm talking about getting engagement on organic posts as well. We're not putting any spend on them, but we're seeing that LinkedIn is really a bit like Facebook was many years ago. So the other lesson learned in terms of having a schedule for the content that you publish, and we talked about not getting stuck in a schedule. So what I mean by this is we plan out what we're going to put out and when. So we're going to put that post out on Facebook on a Monday, that will go out on Instagram on a Tuesday and we'll plan the times and everything like that. And we'll have a schedule for when we publish our content. But what we've made sure that we didn't do is to not stay rigid with our schedule. So I really recommend to review your analytics and look at what's working um, and not working, what, what maybe could be improved and use your analytics to make decisions, moving things like when you send emails based on looking at email open rates, when you post content on certain platforms based on looking at engagement levels. So it's all about testing, monitoring, looking at what the data tells you in the results, and then being prepared to not be rigid with your publishing schedule. So we've changed ours loads over the the 100 episodes and we'll continue to do so. Another point that we made as well is over the last 100 episodes, so almost two years now, the access to better analytics as well. So always know what analytics are available and always keep on top because so much has changed in the past 100 episodes for us in terms of the analytics available. So don't stay in one lane with that. Always know what's available. And when I talk about analytics, I'm talking about the kind of data that you can get for how your social media is, your videos are responding, um, podcasts, email open rates, as I mentioned. So check out episode 87 of the Content 10X podcast, where I share um, different ways that you can measure the effectiveness of your content. And also check out episode 96, where I look specifically at the metrics that tell you whether people are consuming your content. And just be willing to be agile and not rigid with your content schedule. The next thing that we reflected on was the tools that we've used as well and how they have changed and don't be rigid with the tools just because you are using one, for example, social media scheduling tool doesn't mean that you shouldn't be, um, shouldn't change, you know, don't be afraid to change and it may seem daunting if you've got systems and processes based off using certain tools. It may not even seem worth it. But believe me, it can be. And it's not as big a deal as you may think it is that you have in your head of changing using different tools. So, for example, we used to use Buffer. Um, when we first started out as our social media scheduling tool. And we at some point moved over to using SmarterQ. And our main reason for that was because we wanted to get better at resharing and retweeting and recycling content on Twitter. And 
it wasn't actually soon after we made that decision that Twitter became a process that wasn't so popular anyway on the platform. And we just didn't really feel that it worked that well for us, SmarterQ. It was good. Um, and this isn't dissing SmarterQ as a platform. I'm saying you need to use the platforms that work well for you. And we moved over for that better Twitter strategy, but realized that actually our focus was a bit more on Instagram anyway than Twitter. And we'd moved away from Buffer that was better for Instagram, better able to schedule and publish videos onto Instagram. So we moved back, we moved over to SmarterQ, we gave it a try. For us particularly, it just wasn't right. And we moved back to Buffer. It was no big deal. And we carry on reviewing what other tools are out there. I'm sure in the next you know, 50 episodes again, we'll probably try something different. But my point here is don't stay stuck to the same tools, know what's out there and know that it's not really a big deal as probably as big a deal as you think it would be to move and try different tools. Another example as well is we've learned that, you know, cheaper tools and freer tools and systems and processes that don't seem to maybe cost as much as an investment um, may seem great, but actually there may be more of an investment of your time. So, for example, we've always used Rev to create captions for us. When we burn captions onto videos, we create SRT files from Rev. Um, if we have any transcripts, we get them from Rev. Yes, Rev is a dollar a minute. And there are other tools that you can do this for free. But the amount of time that you can spend correcting the tools that create, for, the, for example, in this example, captions and um, transcripts for free, um, you spend so much time correcting them. We don't feel that that is worth our time and we'd rather pay the money to Rev. So we moved over to Capwing to have a little go at creating, I think it was audiograms or it was video teasers there where they auto-generated subtitles. It sounded great. They generate subtitles for free. We won't even need to use Rev anymore. We did not last very long using that because the error rate was so high. We were spending so much time correcting almost every other word it was a no-brainer to just go back to a paid tool instead for the sake of our time and putting our time on other aspects of our roles and and other more productive uses of our time so that was a lesson as well in making sure that free tools have not always proven or low-cost tools have not always proven to be very effective sometimes it's worth just paying money for something far far more effective so that's really some of the main reflections that we had in terms of our publishing and scheduling of our content. Um, so next, writing, so copywriting. When I spoke to Sabrinthia, who is our head copywriter and the copywriting team, we looked at, how, you know, have we evolved? What could we pass on? What things have we done differently? Um, and really, there's not a lot to say here other than it's so, so, so important to have really good copywriting, really good copy to go with your content. So for your social content, you know, we can create great graphics, videos, um, animations, audiograms, whatever, but it's, we still need to always make sure that we have really good copy and that copy needs to be platform specific as well. So we, we're always making sure that we're looking at what is working and not working from a copywriting perspective on the different platforms. That's not really anything that has changed. It's not so much a lesson learned because we went into that from the start, but it's just always stayed a solid and important focus for us. 
with our blog posts, we have changed the order of the delivery of our media. So we used to put our podcast player at the top of our blog post and then get straight into the blog post. But now, especially as well with the introduction of the video trailers that I do, we tend to introduce our topic first and then give people the option to hit play on the player when they actually know a little bit more about what's to come and they can watch the video trailer as well if they'd rather watch that and then decide whether to read on and read the post or listen to the full podcast episode. So we've mixed the delivery of media up and we find that that works a lot better now. We do this because we find it more audience friendly, but we also find it great from an SEO perspective as well, because it is really good to include a video at the top of your blog post, as Andy Crestadina told me when he came onto the podcast, because it can improve the amount of time that a person stays on a post if there's a short video to watch and that can improve your SEO. So again, we've added more multimedia, I guess, to our uh, blog posts and we've seen some benefits from doing that. But otherwise as well, another focus has been an SEO focus and this is certainly something that we can get better at. Um, but we have tried to focus on SEO in our blog posts a lot more. Like I said, we could be better at that. We spend a lot of time focusing on this for our clients. And sometimes when you focus things so much for your clients, you're not always so great at focusing it for yourself. But really, yeah, from a writing perspective, our, our lessons learned are not really that we should have done anything majorly different, but just that we are on the right track in terms of always having a really heavy focus on really good copywriting. Now, when it comes to delivery of the podcast, just a couple of things that I wanted to share personally as the host of the podcast with things that I have learned and done differently. One thing is I used to record podcast episodes where I would do some planning and preparation and then jot down on a piece of paper or write down in Word um, what my plan would be. So it would just be some bullet points, a bit of a highlights, a plan of the direction that I wanted to go in and some points that I wanted to make. Whereas what I tend to do now is I write out not a script as such, but I certainly go further than the bullet points that I used to write. Because when I used to write a few bullet points or, you know, a list of bullet points of things to cover, I used to find that I would re-record quite a bit that I would realise that maybe I should change the order up a little bit now I'm actually saying it out loud or I didn't quite say enough on that point and just get a bit tongue-tied sometimes. Whereas now when I put a bit more extra effort into writing something that's not a script but it's further than bullet points, I tend to record my solo shows in almost one go now. So an extra 15, 20 minutes on the prep has probably saved me an extra hour on the recording or even longer. So that's something I've changed as I've gone through my 100 episodes. We're going to evolve that even further as a team now, where my copywriting team are going to start to actually write the blog posts first. We'll sit down and we'll plan, and then they're going to go ahead and start writing blog posts and then I'll base my podcast episodes off the blog post. So this is just something that we'll trial and test and see how that works. So we're flipping what will be our original piece then. The original piece will be blog and it'll go blog to podcast to video to social etc. So I will certainly share with you all how we get on with that and that would obviously just be for solo shows not for the guest shows. I'd also say that an observation I've made is that 
I feel uh, that I'm able to deliver better guest interviews than when I first started out. And I think that's purely down to time and experience. You only get better at something the more that you do it and the more hours you put in. So the more hours that I've put into guest interviews, the better able I've been to control the interviews more and just be more confident. So if you're starting out with video show or a podcast and feeling like you're a little bit maybe rusty or not completely happy with the delivery of some of your guest interviews, all I would say is that you will just ease into it and get better the more and more that you do that. And finally, really just to wrap up with my overall observation. So firstly, and this is something I've said many times, but podcasting is a slow and steady growth. So you don't expect to see lots and lots of growth from podcasting and, you know, podcasts don't tend to go viral, so to speak. So you have to be in it for the long game. So I'm really pleased that we've got to episode 100. We've seen growth. It's been slow. It's been steady, but it's been going in the right direction. And we're still really happy that we are creating the Content 10X podcast and we'll continue to do that. But we're also happy that we've diversified and started to create more video content and more visual content and more standalone blog posts as well. Always making sure that we repurpose, of course. Um, Another observation is that um, we don't always, I guess, drink from our own champagne. So we put so much time and effort into repurposing and creating content for our clients that it's always the way that we don't always have time to do as much of what we'd want to do for our own content. When I first started out the business and didn't have as many clients and had a small team, we used to be able to, I suppose, so to speak, indulge in creating lots of Um, additional repurposed content. So we'd create infographics and slide share presentations and video animations and all sorts of additional content. And we don't always have the time to do that because of our focus on our clients. But then I think that's another lesson learned, which is that, you know, content repurposing and creating lots of different high value content from original content is time consuming. And that's why people work with us to outsource that to us. And so there's no surprises there, but it is time consuming and we haven't done it as much on our own content because we've been focused on our clients. Um, And that's why, I guess, again, why people choose to work with us as well, because we have the expertise to do it all day long for ourselves, but we don't have the time to do that because of our other focuses. And the final couple of observations. So consistency is still key. I say this all the time, but consistency is key. A hundred episodes represents a hundred weeks. We haven't missed one. And whilst I think it's really important to stay consistent, I think the key to staying consistent is to being well-prepared and planning ahead. So having your content planned out far out in advance, whether it's blog posts or videos or podcasts, if you have a schedule to commit to and you're going to be consistent, I really do think that unless you want to get very stressed all the time, then you should try and batch content up. You should plan and you should prepare and create in advance as much as possible. So that's really been a key to our success of consistency. 
And then finally to stay focused as well. So when I started out the Content 10X podcast, it absolutely was to be a focused podcast on repurposing content. So how to get the most value from different types of content that you create, looking at lots of different ways of doing that, different uh, types of content, different formats, different platforms, etc. but always with the repurposing angle. There are loads of content marketing podcasts out there and I didn't want it to be another content marketing podcast. I wanted it to have the repurposing focus. And again, I think that's something that I set out to do and have always ensured that we stay true to that as well. And I would really recommend if you are creating content, whether it is a podcast or it is a video show or it is blog posts or live streams, just always know what your focus is and try not to deviate too much from that so that you don't become a little bit too generic. Okay, so that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to episode 100 of the Content 10X podcast. I really do appreciate it. And actually, I'd love to ask if you would mind leaving a review and subscribing as well. So if you don't already subscribe and you like the show, please do subscribe. And it would really mean the world to us if you could leave a review as well. So please do leave a review on your favorite podcast listening app. All that's left to say again, thank you so much for listening. Do follow us over on social media at Content10X on all the social media platforms and I'll catch you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.